checked it. Yeah, I cheated. I didn't want to have to go to 20 stores. How long did it take him to realize Ramsey's is the place to buy diamonds? Keep in mind that by the time Randy got to Ramsey's, he had heard blah 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 from everyone else in town. So what happened when he got to Ramsey's? When our boys saw that Ramsey's has every size and every color and every clarity of diamond from Diamond Mines, yeah. and all the same choices in created diamonds, yeah. plus every style of engagement ring that everyone else had, plus that many more that no one else had. Dude, I've been to Ramsey's. His eyebrows shut up an inch and a half, and he started to hyperventilate. Ha! <laughs> he bought from Ramsey's, right? Of course he did. Research Randy is annoying, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number three of the Sports Hangover coming up towards the bottom of the hour after Lamar sits down with our Jeff Boggs over in Lake Charles as part of our day-long Southland Conference Media Day coverage. Ralph Marlborough will join us, buddy. So we'll give Ralph a call at some point and uh, chat with him. In the meantime, I do get a chance to do this. Finally, I remembered. I knew what day of the week it was, buddy. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. It tastes more than what the camera Wednesday hump day is. Hey, there he is. Fox NFL analyst. At least for now. And Coach Sean Bates. Caleb the Camel, Shock Gene, the Digital Underground, letting you know you have reached the midway point of your work week, and you have reached one week, one week, buddy, one week until Saints training camp is off and running. That's right, one week from today, baby. Some words of wisdom to get you going. And to all the ladies, peace and humpiness forever. Indeed, little peace, little humptiness forever. Gus Cat get with you at GCAT underscore one seven, Jordan. The graduate may join us. I don't know. He may have joined the live tour for all I know. That's a hint at a Charles Barkley story that I will tell you about later on today. Son sealed and delivered. Alante Taylor tweeting yesterday. Grateful as the New Orleans Saints tweeted that Alante Taylor had signed all the draft picks are under wraps. He was the last to sign and Running back is a concern, I think, for some of you guys, right? For sure. As we're a week away from training camp and coming up with the next couple of days, we'll do each storyline that we sort of have that we want to get into in more depth and detail. We'll do that. Running back is one. There's no doubt. It's definitely a top five storyline going into training camp, right? We don't know what the future will hold for running back Alvin Kamara. I saw yesterday another pro football talk report. I mean, I'm convinced, and I saw somebody put this too, that they're convinced that no one knows anything. The story yesterday, and I never really got to it, but all you need to know about this was Deshaun Watson. So the NFL is kind of looking at an indefinite suspension, right? Um, 
his representatives and the NFLPA has already said they're appealing no matter what, and especially that. And if it is a long suspension, they plan on suing the NFL. So he's now the victim. Just, I'm just, I'm just telling you that they, they've already let it be known that they plan on suing the NFL. Unless, here's the caveat, apparently the judge is taking her time because she hopes that they can settle. And I saw, I just, don't shoot the messenger. I saw eight games, is what a lot of people are now saying. Eight. If Kamara gets six, I'm just, I, you, I, you heard what I said. If that number is six and he appeals and he doesn't get lowered in that, I literally would play him in the season opener and I would force the NFL officials to stop game play and they'd have to escort him off the field. Like, I'm not serving anything. You can at me all you want and tell me he's not guilty and all that. That's fine. I'm just telling you. If Alvin Kamara, sir, I mean, anyway. I will get into that when I need to. My point was Mike Triplett uh, says the team's planning to work out running back Darius Victor. Per source, the USFL's 2022 offensive MVP was in camp with the Saints back in 2017 before spending time with the Cardinals. So, I think that's something you're going to continue to see. All right? That they're constantly going to be doing that more and more. All right, let's get back out to Lake Charles. Jeff Boggs, Lamar, it is their turn, sir, to give us the latest and see uh, about the upcoming football season. Take it away. Thank you so much, Gus. Uh, appreciate the opportunity as we wrap up our Southland Media Day coverage with Lamar, uh, the Cardinals, back in the Southland Conference. And I guess uh, for head coach Blaine Morgan, it's welcome back. It's been a whirlwind, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to be back, and it's good for our kids to, you know, hopefully get a little stability and, and just uh, for our for within the turmoil and the crazy wackiness of college football conferences, um, I think there's going to be stability in the Southland Conference. And, you know, just the regional travel makes sense for our fans and, and for our university. Yeah, so much about today is talking about growth and the expansion. Um, I'm not going to ask you why you guys left, why you came back. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're just happy to have you back, first and foremost. But um, the team has struggled the last couple of years. Uh, Tell us um, where we're going in the future. Sure. Yeah, we we have uh, from January 2020 when we uh, and our staff landed on campus, we've got six players that are still on our team from then. So our roster has uh, really turned over in the last 24 months. And, you know, Jalen was, was a part of that first, you know, first little wave signing class. And so what we've done is we've decided we're going to, be a developmental program, not be a transfer portal program. Um, and that is a slow way to, to grow a program in, in today's day and age. And with the transfer portal and NIL and everything happening here in the last 12 months, certainly you've got to adjust to those things that happen. But we've, we've held steady and our staff's done a great job recruiting uh, our, kind of, our kind of guys. Um, and as these guys can attest to, we're starting to see just a team grow together, you know, to mature physically um, and start to mature emotionally a little bit. <laughs> and uh, but those are slow steps along the way. So I'm I'm excited. I think we, in order to win in college football, you got to have a certain level of talent. After, you know, what kind of coaching or you know, you've got to have a certain level of talent, and then you got to develop that talent. They got to, and at the end of the day, those guys have got to go out there and 
and make plays and and we're starting to see and get to a level where I think we can we can hopefully start winning here consistently very soon. We're just being across the border, uh, you know, about thirty miles, I guess, uh, from here. Where, where is your base for recruiting? Um, really, we we draw a circle about three hours away from our campus, and so our base, we, you know, our hub is within that circle, and we'll go outside of that to get players. And so you you draw three hours. You know, New Orleans would be kind of the outlier, uh, a little bit further and three hours away, and then. You know, DFW would be an outlier as well, but the majority of our guys that we sign and that we get are going to be within that bubble, starting inside the Golden Triangle and then moving out to Houston and then into East Texas and rural uh, Louisiana. We sign nine or ten smaller school kids, multi-sport, and we're we're looking for those develop guys that we can maybe that didn't play a position. We signed a kid that played quarterback that we're going to play at receiver. And so you've got to do that. You've got to think outside the box at this level and, you know, take a look at a kid maybe that played quarterback and see where else he can play because he was the best player on the team of a two or three or four A school. And so that our staff has done a great job of identifying those guys that, that fit our program, that love football, and now we just got to do a great job of developing those players and get them in the right spots on the field. You know, obviously you've brought a couple of guys with you that you're going to be counting on this year, but Tell us about uh, those guys who uh, maybe are returning, maybe not returning, but who you're going to be counting on this year. Yeah, it, on offense, obviously, you start with a quarterback position, and you look at a guy like uh, you know, like Mike Chandler, and and you've got a couple other players that are going to fight Mike for for that position. So hopefully, you start to gain and build a little bit of depth at that position. You want more than one one player that you feel like you can go out and win a game with. Um, and then you look at tail at tailback. You look at a guy like Kalen Griffin that nobody knows about, transferred from Rice. Uh, a guy that, like Damage Harris, um, you know, who's had a tremendous off season. Who's kind of a freak of an athlete that people are gonna know about. They don't know about him yet. Uh, a guy like Savon Ray who came to us from Texas State, and nobody knows about him. Uh, and then the guys up front, and what you've seen is tremendous growth in their just physicality and how strong they have gotten. You know, Jacob DeSherry, our left tackle, played last fall 250 or 260. Now he's 275. Um, our center, Jacob Bear uh, from Grandview, Texas, has got a chance to be a tremendous player. Um, and so uh, you on, on the offensive side of the ball, those are just a few of the guys that you highlight um, that people don't know about that they're going to. And then on the defensive side, um, you start up front, and you got you got guys like Jack. Uh, our nose is Aiden Bell, who played probably five or six games last year. Jamin Jackson, who played all season last year for us, um, and then four linebackers that are coming back with experience. Um, you know, Tyler Jackson, uh, you know, Adrian Owens. Um, those two kind of highlight that that linebacker room, but got a guy like uh, Jalen Freeman, you know, we call him Jay Free, Jalen Freeman. Um, and then the two two uh, corners, you know, well, actually three, um, you got Ramon Stevens, uh, Damian Alexander, both from New Orleans, and then uh, DeMarco, uh, DeMarco Roberts from Alito up there, uh, who they, they won a few state championships, I think. So um, he's going to – I'm excited, you know, to, to have that many and all these other deals that I've come to. I haven't had been able to be this excited about, you know, 
pointing out a few players that are gonna that, that I think are gonna emerge. Um, and so that's why I mean I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited about what, the off season we've had and going forward, getting into fall camp and seeing a lot of guys uh, start to emerge as good college football players. Before we talk to the players, Gus, do you have any uh, questions, thoughts for Coach Blaine Morgan? I was just going to say, Coach, um, when you get to this point, obviously, media days, it kind of starts becoming a little more real, huh? That, that the season's right around the corner, practice, report date just around uh, as well within the next two weeks. What would you say are, are one of the, say, top three things that you need to get checked off on that checklist before you guys kick off the season here in September? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think our guys have done a tremendous job of just working on a daily basis. And so, um, there's been such a huge gap from spring ball. We finished spring ball in March and now we're going to August. And so just those question marks on the field, like how, you know, how, how, how good are we going to be physically? We've made a ton of growth, you know, just in our, in our weight room and on the, on the track, you know, how's that, how's that going to translate? Right. Um, you know, all the work that guys are doing on their own and, and, you know, throwing routes and doing that. Well, just those question marks is how, how's that going to translate? How much more, you know, stopping the run on defense is a huge stat that nobody talks about. But, you know, from a physicality standpoint, are we going to be able to hold up um, because we've gotten stronger in the offseason? So, and then just the ability to, to, to make plays and get the ball downfield, I think, um, just gives you as a play caller a little bit, you know, if you can do that and you can create some explosive plays on offense, now that you, now you don't have to be perfect on offense and you don't have to, you know, getting those eight, nine, ten, twelve play drives all the time, and and I'm excited because I think we've we're developing that capability to be able to do that. Um, and and nobody's heard of any of our guys. That's all right, um, but we'll have to go out and prove it. And I think they're excited to do that. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it, Jeff. All right, got a couple of players, uh, including Jack McCarthy and Jalen Dumet. Uh, Jack, uh, tell us about the defensive side of the ball and uh, what you. You, what you bring to it, but uh, your hopes for uh, your squad this year? Uh, I think we're really just, uh, you know, we've really put it together and we've really built a long way from where we were two years ago in the COVID season. Um, me, for example, I was playing at 225 pounds in the COVID year, and now I'm 260. We've all just grown a bunch physically, like Coach said, and I think we all have the little edge on our, uh, little chip on our shoulder. We all want to get out there and prove people wrong. Um, I think there's a new level level of commitment with a lot of guys. I think uh, Coach Weikert, or DC, has really gone in there and uh, helped show us what we need to be doing to get better on a daily basis, whether it's outside working on drills or whether it's in the in the film study looking and truly dissecting offenses. Um, I just think we've made a lot of a lot of growth this year. Jack, uh, you have played with Lamar as a member of the Southland. Uh, happy to be back here. Yeah, big time. I think there's a, a natural rivalry with McNeese. I think uh, getting to play them again is going to be a lot of fun. Um, really, all the teams are really close together geographically, and I think it's going to be good for the fans to be able to really travel. Um, my family can come see a lot more games, so I'm really happy about that. But uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Gus, uh, any questions for Jack before we hand the mic to Jalen? I was going to say, I guess, obviously the challenges, uh, as Coach just said, about um, having that gap from the spring to now to kind of gear up and get going here when you guys start reporting and getting back to practice here. 
I actually, I really like the gap. We got a new strength coach, and I've taken huge steps in growth, and I've seen it on the team as well. Mm -hmm. We've all gotten way stronger and way faster. Um, I think getting back into practice is going to be good for us, but um, I think it's done it's done really really good things for the team to take this gap and just actually have a real off season. Jeff, all right. Jack, appreciate it. You can hand the mic to Jalen, if you will, wide receiver. And uh, you started the 2020 season in four games last year, uh, even at quarterback. Uh, now at wide receiver, tell us about that transition. Uh, it's been a, it's been a journey. You know, just, I started out in Southland as a quarterback to come back in a different position. It's probably fitting in for my senior year, so I feel like it's. I'm pretty excited, and just us being able to, uh, Coach Morgan and Jack said our growth from. That's when COVID season was all those freshmen we had, and now we'll be able to build up. So it's, it's pretty good to be part of those those building blocks, that foundation. And it's a pretty strong foundation so for us to be where we are now. Excited, it's pretty good. Pretty how, good. how do you uh, fit into the offense? So what do you bring to the table? Uh, I would just say I'm just a playmaker. That's it. I wouldn't say too much about it. Just I just do a lot with the ball in my hands. But I'm just saying, like our whole team, we have a lot of those. So it's pick your poison if you want to. Stack the box, and we could go over the top. Or you want to stack? Oh, we got running backs that can run the ball, so I feel like we could do a lot. I'm pretty good about our team. Gus, any final thoughts for uh, any of our guests here? I guess I was going to wrap up kind of what we've asked all the coaches and all the teams so far, Jeff, this morning since you guys started coverage in Lake Charles at 10 a.m. I think everybody has a lot of excitement, and there's a lot of, I guess, anticipation of having this conference with some teams coming back in or new teams going in and everybody kind of feels like they can make a little bit of noise you guys feel that 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 kind of could apply to y'all this year yeah i just i I look at uh, where we were in the spring we won we won two games we went two and four in the southland and we are you you look at our team now it's not even close i mean we are so we're going to be so much better at every position Mm -hmm. even from last fall um, so you, you hope that, you know, that, I'm just excited to see how that equates on the field and you got to go out and prove it and, and all that. But I'm, I think there are a lot of, there, there's a, there's a lot of excitement on our campus, in our building with our team, um, that they've, and, and confidence that they've gained from everything they've done in the off season. And it'll be fun to go out and, and prep and, and fall camp and, and see if we can go out and prove it on the field. Any thoughts on that, Jalen? I'm just ready to play football. I don't talk a lot, so and they can attest to that. I'm just ready to play football. That's that's all it is to me. Jack, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm with Jalen. We're just ready to go start the season. I think that's the the uh, what most of the team is thinking right now. I think we're all just ready to go. Very good, Coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I know uh, there's it. others waiting for you over there, yeah. uh, and we'll let you get back to it. Blaine Morgan, head coach at Lamar, heading into his third season. Appreciate uh, again. Uh, Jack McCarthy as well as Jalen Dumet. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Gus, that'll wrap things up as far as uh, our coverage from Lake Charles. Uh, but again, I want to thank everyone who was uh, a part of our broadcast today, all the head coaches, all the players, uh, the folks uh, from the Southland Conference, uh, Commissioner Chris Grant, uh, and again, uh, so many people who have participated in today's broadcast. Appreciate it. And we appreciate your uh, giving up some of your show so we could bring it to folks. But again, looking forward to uh, the flagship station of Nickel State Football and uh, again, uh, a return to a bigger Southland Conference. But Gus, we'll send it back to you. Uh, uh, first off, 
Good job, man. Uh, appreciate it, Jeff and Truck out there over in Lake Charles. Safe travels back, and as Coach Rebo said back in hour number one here on the show in the 12 o'clock hour, August 4th report date, August 5th, first practice. So thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, bud. My pleasure. Take care. Yeah, for sure. And go Cubs. When we come back, Ralph Marlboro. The week that was CD Deuce on Twitter. And we're only on Wednesday. <laughs> I love this guy. Sport Takeover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Are you Johnny Ray? Who wants to know? Are you Slim Ray? Who wants to know? Are you Bay Ray? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Are you Slim Ray? Who wants to know? Are you Lynn Ray? Who wants to know? Are you Jimmy Ray? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Can you tell when you look in my eye? You don't mess around with me. Does it feel in This the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. As always, appreciate it when Ralph Morrow gives up a couple of minutes of his important Wednesday. At Saints Forecast, the way to follow him. Of course, he's part of the award-winning number one in the state of Louisiana, Saints Happy Hour podcast. Ralph, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm great, Gus. We finally have, like, well, soon we will have actual, like, Saints on-field things to talk about. I'm excited. Training camp is almost there. I know rookies reported yesterday. Yeah. They'll start practicing, and we'll we'll start to get to obsess over, like, Abram Smith breaking a 35-yard run in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. No, no, no like, doubt, no doubt. Uh, pass breakups, catches on seven-on-seven right. seven drills. Because here's the thing: 
I started the show by saying a week, but I'm wrong. We are less than a week now because practice ends at 1130. So, so we are less than literally seven days because that's less than seven days because 1130, 1130 would be right. So we are right. what six days and 22 hours, Ralph, um, Ralph from, uh, actually being able to talk about Saints practice. That said, I do want to talk about a couple of things that do kind of pertain to some things. Alante Taylor, he tweeted yesterday, grateful. And the Saints tweeted that he was signed, sealed, and delivered. A little strange that it took him a bit to get signed, but he is. He was out there at OTAs and minicamps. So it's not like he didn't participate. But realist, realistic expectations for him this year, because I was surprised by the amount of times. Now, granted, in OTAs, Marshawn Lattimore wasn't there, so you saw Adebo and him. But he got a lot of work already with the ones. You could see them working him in and out. So what's your reasonable expectation for the Saints rookie cornerback? I mean, I feel like he's going to play a lot because potentially because listen, the Saints play a lot of nickel and they play a lot of dime more so than almost any other team. I think there's only like three teams that played more five or six defensive backs than the Saints, and sort of the Saints, the secret to their defensive success is they're able to stuff the run when they play the nickel when they play the dime, which most teams can't. So the Saints want to be in that defense, right? So all it takes is one guy getting this up, you know, Marcus May getting suspended, right? He's facing yeah. that with the DDI. So then it's just like he gets thrown into the mix, even though as a fan, you're thinking, well, why did they pick him? They're so deep at different back, but they're really not because they're always playing five or six guys. So even though he might be seven on the depth chart or eight or whatever, one little injury, one little suspension, and boom, he's playing. I think the expectation for him is, Ideally, they'd want to bring him along and kind of redshirt him. But on the flip side, like it might be like a Debo, like they they put him in there and, and he he shines from the get go. I would expect that he's going to play. He's going to play a lot more than the Saints fans expect him to. And the pick makes perfect sense for me because you got to remember, like we love CDD, but he's a free agent. You know, and, and Dennis Allen has this way that he wants to play defense. So I think he definitely is a pick for the future. But I think he's gonna play, I think he's gonna play, man, because the Saints, Gus, it always seems like the play is hitting the corners and hitting the face. And you know, we're yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god, who's playing this week? Oh, oh Lante Hill, you're playing, buddy. You're you're playing because we're missing we're missing three dudes. Like it, it always seems like defensive back is one of those areas where like the Saints get hit hard. With the injuries, and remember, and remember, Gus, we 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 want to pretend like a nation, like COVID is over, but like we saw last year, like it's not. Like you, you think you, you might not be guys getting hurt, but on a Thursday, you're like, oh, by the way, you got two guys in the secondary, they got the Rona, and they're not playing. I want to tell you, you're up. <laughs> I'm with you. I I think. Seeing the way he was being used in OTA and in minicamp, they they mm-hmm. definitely feel that way. When you speak to other veterans, his maturity level already and understanding how he carries himself, you can easily see why they were that high and why you and I were going, who is this guy when they drafted him? And, and But you could see why they did that. Now, along those lines, you mentioned his name, C.D. Deuce. He's your favorite and mine. I absolutely love him. Um He's had a heck of a week, and it's only Wednesday on Twitter. He played fans for money on Twitch on Madden 22 on Monday, and then he went over all the ratings. So let's just start there, his take on it. Uh, 
92 overall rating for Mike Evans of the Yuccaneers. He then responds, well, then Marshawn, 99. That is true, right? I mean, if if Mike Evans is 92, then what's Marshawn? Can we just take a moment to appreciate C.D. Duke? He is like the id of the fan. Mm -hmm. He is our mouthpiece. He knows how we feel. He knows what we want. He knows how we think. He doesn't even, he just goes right into the Tampa Bay slander on the matting rate. He's like, he skips over, he gets, he got to McCaffrey later, but he, he started where we needed him to start. He's like, I'm going to slander the Bucks right off the jump. And it, it's just mm-hmm. great. Like, he is, he's magical. Like, if him and Honey Badger have great years, the defense is going to be Good and great, possibly great, but just the fun factor because they talk that bleep, right? Oh yeah, and, and we and we as fans, that's what we want. That makes it fun. So it it was just it's just delightful beyond words. So then, uh, about a couple hours ago, two hours ago, he says he should be ranked higher because he covers better than any other safety on the list. The Madden ratings for strong safeties, he's a 82, but look who's on top of that list, the Honey Badger at 94. Look, you and I have been talking about this. You know who's not? Marcus Williams is not the top 10 safety. Like, so his exclusion, some people, I know Ross Jackson just tweeted about that. He's like, I, I'm surprised they're like top 10 safeties in the league. He's not on there. I'm honestly not. I, I, I have argued until I'm blue and they're blue or red in the face with media members here locally about how good Marcus Williams is or isn't. But my point that I've been making is, look, the safety position, while you have two new starters, at, I think at the very least you're, you're where you had, if not maybe more athletic or better. That's just me. Yeah, I don't. The thing is with safety, the thing with Marcus Williams, and not to get into that debate, but the thing is with him is his one skill of, he can cover more ground than anyone in the league, I believe. That skill is like he's elite and he's better at it than everybody else. And his other skills like aren't as good. Like he's not he's a better tackler than people think. But oh. He's not a great oh. he's not a great tackler. He's I would never use hawk. good or better. I mean <laughs> I would almost look at it like um the street pole, the tree or the car in front of you when you get in a wreck. That that's Marcus I guess it, it when when he tackled it was like, well, he had to because there was no one else or the guy literally ran into him. I wouldn't call him a tackle. I know what you're saying. But, man, that, that was literally one of my – If I, I you know what's going to be good for my heart this year, Ralph? I won't have to see him do another one of those shoulder-leading attempts to tackle with both arms at his hips. Yeah. But, but that's <laughs> your point about safety, right? I do think that what they've done is if you told us at the beginning of the offseason, you're like – Marcus Williams is going to leave. Malcolm Jenkins is going to retire. Yeah. You're going to have to replace 2,000 snaps at safety. Like, That's oh a lot. My God. That's a lot. We'll be, like, oh, we'll be like, oh, my God. This is a this is a huge problem. But if you also told us, you'll get Honey Badger, you'll get Marcus May for pretty cheap, and it's going to cost you less than $20 million between them for this year. We'd be like, That's pretty good. Like, that's the, I, I think, put it this way, for what the Saints had to do at safety, I don't think you could have come up with a better plan like it might not work it might not be as good it might be better i don't know but like the plan of like when you replace two really really good safeties and what they came up with like what was the alternative like tell me a better alternative right 
and I don't think I don't think you can come up with one. So that's that's where they are. The one thing I'll say about Marcus, final thing about Marcus Williams mm-hmm. is, I just think with him, he's. I think he wanted to. I think he wanted not to be a thing. I he agree. Wanted to go somewhere else. I agree. Hit the re- and hit the reset button. Yep. Because I think the Saints really tried to keep him, and I just think he's one of those. And look, if, that's why you hit free agency. I think he was just like, look, the baggage. Twenty seventeen. He's like, I just want to go. So I just want to go somewhere and like hit the reset button. And like, there was really nothing the Saints could have done to keep him. Like he just some guys they just want to go. Two final things for you. We'll end with Sean Payton and the final CD News tweet. Again, he's been busy this week <laughs> going after lists. Alvin Kamara was number seven in top ten backs overall rating rankings wise in Madden, but he did make the top ten running backs in change of direction. And CD News had fun with that. Th- that that's hard for me to also understand. I mean, I. I think of Alvin Kamara, I think of the stopping on a dime, going this way, that way, or am I wrong? Is he not a change of direction type back? Well, here's my thing with the Madden ranking is you can rank Kamara however you want, maybe, but like they had McCaffrey at a ninety six. I mean that Boston Scott run. ranked above Alvin Kamara, dude. Come on. I what is the I thought I, I tweeted out is McCaffrey's a 96 and the number two running back. What is this, Madden 2018? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, does injury not count for anything? Mm-hmm. Right? But the, the the fun thing with the Madden ranking is, like, it is such a huge deal. And a funny, quick story. I remember when I was producing Buddy D, the late Buddy D for Drive Time, and the rankings came out in, like, 2005, and I was, you know, as video games were big then, but, like, it wasn't is widespread. I was like, this is a pretty big deal, buddy. Players like care about this. People care about this. He looked at me like I had three heads. Like <laughs> he didn't understand Madden at all. But just beside me, that me and you and appreciate that no one else does because they're they're all young. Never seen mm-hmm. Yeah, be interesting. I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> Either way, it's only Wednesday. And it's only about 3.32, so CD Deuce has got plenty, 2.32, he's got plenty time to tweet the rest of the week. But again, Ralph, next Wednesday when we talk, we'll be bringing up some of the things already we've seen in practice, number one. First, open practice to the fans, a Saturday first padded practice is the Monday following, only seven padded practices before that first preseason game. So it's around the corner. But I want to close out with this, it's... Sean Payton. We're going to deal with this the rest of the year. You know how this works, right? The Cowboys yeah. lose two in a row. It's the Payton stuff. But Max Kellerman agreed with me this morning. He thinks the Chargers are the place oh, for yeah. Sean Payton. That's where I think it would make the most sense. CBSSports.com, top five places for Sean to go. Actually, he gave a six. Seahawks, the Raiders, the no. Buccaneers, no. the Jets, the Bears and the Cowboys. They didn't even have the Dolphins. They didn't even have the Chargers, the two teams there in the report earlier last week. I'll say this. I think the Chargers is a definite one because that coach that they have now, all the analytics nerds love him and he goes for fourth down. They missed the playoff again. They missed the playoffs again. Justin Herbert, he's in, well, he he would be in year three or four and you, 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 any team with an elite quarterback like that, I could definitely see Sean Payton wanting to go to L.A. Billion-dollar stadium, Khalil Mack. Billion dollars. Oh, yeah, exactly. he could be, you know, Sean Payton could make the 
charge is relevant because he would be the face of the franchise, right? He could get people to NLA, get the media to care about the charges. I think Mrs. P would like living in Malibu as well. Plus, yeah. her daughter went to school. His daughter went to school out there. So, I mean, I, to yeah. me, it just makes so much sense. It's it not even funny. Sense. But I do think people that like Ryan Clark, they underestimate. They said, "Oh, it's not going to be the Cowboys." It totally the Cowboys are in play because Jerry Jones is seventy-seven. He wants a Super Bowl before he dies. If the Cowboys win less than ten games. I 100% think they miss the playoffs. They're coming for Sean Payton. But the one on the list that you mentioned, I think, is the definite box, is the Jets. Because you look at the Jets, Robert Sala, they will fire him into the sun if they lose and they think they can get Sean Payton, right? The key for the Jets, though, I think, for Sean Payton is not the money. Because Woody, Woody Johnson would pay Sean Payton whatever he would want, and he would give him as much control. I think the key for the Jets, would be like, what does Sean Payton think of Zach Wilson? Like, if he if he likes Zach Wilson, then does he say, "Oh, I'll go to New York. I'll turn the Jets around." The thing is with the Jets, there and it this could get it would to me it would get really interesting if he, if, if the Jets wanted Sean Payton and he wanted to go there because that would mean the Jets would probably bad again mm-hmm. and they would probably have a top ten pick. And then you have the Saints being like, "We want your first round pick," and the Jets are like. We don't want to give you the seventh pick for Sean Payton. Then the negotiations get interesting and complicated and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I, def- I definitely think that because the Jets, man, the Jets, they, haven't been re- they have not been relevant since Bill Parcells. And Bill Parcells was their coach since 1997, 98, 99. So you're talking 20 years. And the Jets' relevance is like a, it's always like a blip, right? So I think if I ranked them, I would rank them charges one. Cowboys to get three. And the thing is, you know there's going to be some mystery team out there that you're not thinking about that has a down year, that has a quarterback, or has a coach that retires or something that, like, comes out of the clear blue sky and when they're like, they want Sean Payton. And we're like, what? what? <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even name the team. Yeah. But the thing, is, the thing is, Gus, I cannot think – of a more appealing coach that is out there than Sean Payton at this moment. Even more so than, I think he's more desirable than Gruden, because even Gruden, as much as it always circulated, people wanted him, and colleges wanted him, and this and that, because he was on Monday Night Football and he was out, he was a, he was out there all the time. The thing is with Gruden, his final years in Tampa were bad, right? Tampa fired him. So, like, his star had begin, begun to fade, and like the Raiders really wanted him because it, it, it brought him back to their glory days and that sort of thing. Sean Payton, his star ain't faded, man. If anything, the last year with the Saints enhanced his legacy because yeah. they're like all the injuries, no Drew Brees, and they still went 9-8, and, and he kind of fixed Jameis before he blew out his knee. Like His stock is through the I will say this as we as we wrap up, Ralph. When you talk about stock, the fact that these teams too—they're all big market teams, there's all high expectation mm-hmm. levels—and the good thing about it is this: or teams that haven't won in a while, mm-hmm. right? And the good thing is this: that means you should absolutely not budge from at least one first round oh. draft pick, right? I mean, that's what I'm getting. Like, like oh, that should even—you're hanging up the phone, and if Sean calls you, he's like, "Bro, I thought we were—I I mean, I brought you a Super Bowl." Mickey needs to hang up on him, like. 
It is a first-round pick to start the conversation because so many teams went into your point. As much as it would disgust me, if it is the Cowboys, to your point, the desperation level because Father Time's clicking on, you know, Jerry over there, that he will pay. It'll be at all costs. He'll be whatever you want. Like Dallas, if if Dallas, if it's Dallas, right? That means Dallas has probably gone down from like eleven wins to like eight. So that's like the seventeenth, eighteenth pick. I don't think Jerry would blink. Jerry would be like, "You want the eighteenth pick or something? Done, done." Right? But if it's the Jets and it's the like I said before, if it's the seventh pick, Mm. oh Mm. boy, then it then it's like well, that's fine. fine. Then it becomes difficult, right? I'm having trouble hearing you. That's what that's what Mickey needs to say. (laughs) That's right. It's like yeah. I want the I want the seventh pick, and I want a player. Yeah. We'll throw you back a third. Yeah. Call me back. You guys yeah. and, and every single time the opposing GM goes, "That's not gonna." I'm sorry. What was that? That's a first and a second. Now, just keep ant like keep <laughs> upping the ante every time he disrespects you. I have a quick scenario, Gus. I know we have to go, but I have a quick scenario that would be the funniest scenario of all. Yeah, the Saints win the Super Bowl and pick thirty second. So Philadelphia has the 32nd pick. Philadelphia is a disaster, and they want Sean Payton. He used to be their quarterback coach for their way back in the day, and they trade with the Saints. They trade them like the, 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 the 12th pick and the 32nd pick, which is the Saints pick. They give it back to them for Sean Payton. That's the funniest scenario of them all, and then we can just laugh and laugh at Eagles fans. That's kind of like my dream. We'll see what happens. Ralph Marlborough is always on Wednesday, sir. We will chat again next week about real football stuff. That's Saints All forecast, right. the way to follow on Twitter. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Right. Talk to you next week. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back to the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, no it's about the money. Show me the money! I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got enough to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. 
Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. We'll be live at Francesca's. Francesca by Katie's. New Orleans, we add things to S's. Do you French Cajun people do the same thing, buddy? Do y'all add S's to things? Depending. Scott always tells me, he's like, it's Francesca by Katie's. But I, I, I'm like, but it would make sense, like, if it's, you know, it's like, it's Don's seafood. It's Gus's fried chicken. I'm like, did you just forget to put the apostrophe S? I just, why'd you stop at Francesca? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Francesca's. Like, where it's, it's, it's the rice, Francesca's. Where are you going? I'm going to Francesca's. But it's no, it's Francesca by Katie Deli and Pizzeria. I need to ask her if he has some gummies or something like that. I mean, like, it just seemed like a, it seems like a really long, you know, so like, it's just not the deli. Couldn't just be Francesca. It's Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. And they also have sandwiches though. I, mean, I was like, at that point, just add sandwiches. Gumbos, <laughs> red beans and rice. No just add it all, but no S's. You can add everything else on the menu. You just you can't add an S to it. I got, I got to bust his chops because he busts mine all the time, and it's my fault. I mispronounce it. Imagine that if you know me. Um, but uh, hopefully um, Scott is having a safe drive over to the beach, so we won't see him tomorrow. He'll be back this week, and so we'll see him next week. Uh, but we'll be at Francesca tomorrow. We'll have our faux pas prints. Keychains. Buddy, did I bring you one, by the way? What's the barge you keep on talking about? The barge here. Have you seen our keychains? Look, there it is. There is the ESPN logo and then the Katie's on the back like that. Um, the barge is basically, think of it, that's in the kitchen, and they throw it on a pull boy. I mean, I, that's probably the best way I can describe the barge. Um, it's everything. It legitimately is. It's like everything that you can think of. That's all put on there and everything. I've noticed a lot of Scott's menu items are just, yeah, like he said, I, I, I thought about it one day that that's probably how it happened. And he did eventually admit that most of those are like late nights. I'm hungry. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> Been having a few. You know, what would I like to eat? What's in the kitchen? And then he just kind of throws everything together. And there it is. You know, kind of like you open the, the pantry. It's like, we'll throw some meats. Here's a pepperoni. I don't know why the meatball's there, but we'll half it and put it on. And I have no loaves of bread, but we have French bread. And that became the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's just, I, I wonder, honestly, how many, like, dishes in the world come up like that, where people just kind of, you know, I, I, I probably would be surprised um, that a lot of them have come by trial and error, just things of that nature, right? But we'll definitely be at Francesca. Come by and see us uh, as well. So what I was going with, Ralph, there, the top five teams at CBSSports.com. Again, these are different. Like, we heard, we saw a report that we even had Roy D. Pershane. He gave him his last initial yesterday. D stands for delusional. Roy D. Miami Dolphins superfan. 
Um, that's a long name, Roy. It's a long name. I I, I keep saying I keep saying we could we just call you the villain. But the Dolphins aren't on this list, which is interesting. And it's Cody Benjamin, good old Cody Benjamin, the guy Matt Muscona keeps making fun of because of his other list that he's had in the past. But good old Cody Benjamin is back. He is, uh, he's the list guy. Like every day I think he's tasked to make lists. So he says, and again, remember the Miami Herald report from last week that said Chargers, Dolphins, Cowboys could be in the future. For Sean Payton. There was a report. Nobody's really denied it. That the Dolphins before. The whole coach thing took place. And he sued the NFL. That apparently Miami was. They asked. They asked the Saints. Can we have Sean? And we're bringing in Tom Brady. I mean, that, can you imagine that? I do. I do think he's going to end up somewhere. I absolutely do. Um. Bad the Seahawks for number six, which is, again, look, they're, they're, and this isn't a bad thing, right? This isn't a bad thing. Like, I would say I could describe what I think makes Jordan happy, or I can describe what I think makes the graph happy. Like, if you know somebody long enough, you could kind of see that. The, the man, for years, pitched that screenplay of his movie to Netflix. Like, he, he, he enjoys that. He enjoys the celebrityism of... Of being an NFL head coach. He enjoys the chitter chatter, being a part of that exclusive club and community because he's now just an analyst. Sure, he's won a Super Bowl. Sure, he's been a, but I'm talking about the, the daily almost exalted like behavior that we have for NFL coaches and players. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like the 32 people that head football teams are probably better known. Actually, I know are better known. Then the leader of your school board. Do you know the guy that runs your district? Like in, in Baton Rouge. How many of y'all actually do? I only know mine because his name is Big John. And anybody that has a name like Big John, and he is like, he's like six, seven or six, nine. And he owns a bar down the street that I, that I pass by my house all the time. So I've known him because I played on his softball team for his bar long ago. And I saw him walking down my street a couple of years ago. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I'm going to run. You know, for the neighborhood. Like, that's really honestly the only reason I know. But that's my point. But everybody knows their NFL head coach. I mean, mannerisms, what they say or do, like we could all say, right? I mean, we, we know what, what's Sean? Give me your top five Seanisms. We can do that maybe tomorrow. Have a little fun. Or maybe we'll do that on Friday. You know what those are. I have, I have like 45 of them saved. We used to do that all the time. Pepito would just cut them up, right? Next question. I've seen enough. I mean, I just all kinds of things, right? I mean, the, the Sean thing, the pursed lips. Like, you can describe that individual to a T. Describe your city councilman or woman. What is their favorite saying? Do you know what they like? You probably don't. I mean, honestly, when you think about it. But my point is, NFL head coaches on a daily limelight, honestly, even in the offseason, right? Well, oh, there they are. It's the NFL meetings. There's the coaches meeting. I mean, they are, they, they are larger than life. And I think, look, it's Nick, it's Jimbo, they, the, uh, being an SCC head football coach, it's, it's like being an NFL coach. 
And I would almost argue it's probably better because you know how football works in football towns. You're, you are. <laughs> there's no governor. There's no mayor. There's no county chairman. It's you. Yeah, exactly. You're the coach. The coach knows everybody and knows everything. Or actually hopes you may not. But anyway, the point is, I, I do think, buddy, he is one of those personalities that enjoys that. And, and I think you have to be able to enjoy that, know how to circumvent that, know how to use that, and you have to be driven by that to be good at it. And he is. He is a good football coach. And I, I just think there's a, there's a reason Tom Brady stayed retired for a day. Same thing with Breeze. He's going nuts. I know it is. I know the battle. I haven't spoken to him since he's retired. There's an internal battle going on. I mean a conflict. Like the board game of Risk. And it's going to go on as long, longer than the game of Monopoly. <laughs> Family man. And the only thing that I, that I just, I mean, I live and love. And not that he doesn't love his family, but I, cause I, by the way, my 10 years, I get that all the time. If I, man, I really love this. So you don't love me. That's not what I said. It's not what I said. I made that mistake yesterday. You know, the, the lottery was, by the way, no one won. We're now at 600 million. Um, and I, and I might have said something like what I would do. You know, I mean, I listed some things and she looked at me over her left shoulder. At what point, uh, I mean, a carver part of these plans. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's not what I was saying. But well, I mean, I, I did mention it. I, I, I just need about a month. I need 30 days. Call it a sabbatical, call it a vacation, call it whatever. I might have said something along the lines of, uh, well, yes, it is around those lines. Yeah, don't call me. I'll call you. I, I basically said for 30 days, a month, I wouldn't mind basically being James Bond. You know, I'm living in the French Riviera, Monaco, the cliffs of the Mediterranean, on a super yacht with people on the boat just because I can. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I just, I want to live in a fantasy world. I, I would be dangerous with 600 million. I really honestly would. I, at first, I, after a month and I'm back, I, I, I do. I make this promise on air. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be like Bruce Wayne. I would give money away. We started foundations. I'd benefit people around the city. I honestly would, would help. I would help because I, I like, I can't, I have to do something. The worst day for me is the first day of a vacation. I'm miserable. I don't know how to just not do something. My wife tells, that's another thing. Remember I told you the first one's listen. The second one is you need to relax. I don't know how to. I honestly don't know how to. Like if I have like Saturday mornings where we don't quote unquote have anything to do, I will find something to do. Well, we need to do this. We need to. <laughs> She's like, relax. I just, I just, I'm always so used to that. But it's because for nine to 10 months out of the year, I don't stop. I mean, it's games, it's travel, it's whatever. So, but yeah, I mean, um, I think he's sort of like that. So I think I can sort of understand him like that, right? I'm the, I'm the Capricorn to the T kind of thing. I just, I, I'm the planner. I want to always look at the same thing. Like you would hear Sean Payton talk and he's talking about next week and next month and you know what to do for next. I mean, that's just, that's how they keep busy and that's what drives them. So I don't think he will be out long, but the Seahawks are one. Like I said, the Raiders five Buccaneers. Can you imagine him? No, it's just not going to happen. He's not going to go to the Buccaneers. Um, Sean Payton's going to go coach where there's a young quarterback. Potential being a good one. 
some young talent where he feels he can come in, put his seasoning on something, and all of a sudden it's a really good dish. He's the restaurant takeover guy or the bar takeover guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah, he's that dude. He walks in and goes, y'all are drinking for free. What are y'all doing? Stop doing that. You know, can somebody clean this bathroom? Bar rescue. Yes. He is a team rescue. He's the NFL team rescue. He's convinced. He wants to see it where for the most part, something will be there and he will come in and give it the Sean Payton, you know, treatment and they will be ready to go. Speaking of, just like that, it's time for me to go. Matt Muscone, and after further review, is up next. Thank you to Jeff Boggs handling the coverage of the Southland Conference Tournament Media Days over there in Lake Charles. Safe travels back, fellas. We'll see you tomorrow live from Francesca on Harrison and Lakeview on ESPN New Orleans.